0: 1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's Sports Director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honold.
1: 932, it's KCIM Sports Rewind on the air once again here on KCIM, being brought to you by uh, St. Anthony Rehab Services, of course. And they've got a great program. Any athlete who wants more power, more strength, better performance, they can benefit from the eight-week workout program, just give them a call, 794-5241. You can be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Now, let's talk uh, a little sports here this morning. Uh, sports Director Jeff Blankman here. Jeff Honold on the road this morning in Illinois, so I already heard yeah. from him this morning.
0: Yeah, he's uh, creating trouble like normal yeah. somewhere in a different state. So yeah. if
1: you hear about massive <laughs> things going on, things going wrong in Illinois, it's generally probably Honnold's fault. It is, yes. Mm-hmm. Most things are generally Honnold's fault, yes. Yeah, he, he messaged me this morning and said, uh, mobile app sounds great in Illinois. I said, well, sounds great everywhere. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work like that, Jeff, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, let's talk a little bit about some news and notes we got going on around the area. Uh, one of the former coaches around the area has a new landing spot.
0: Yeah, um, Cole Corson um, is going to be headed over to Boone. Uh, just found out that he has accepted a position over there. So we uh, wish him uh, the best of luck, and hopefully things will go well for him there. So if I understood correctly, he's going to be taking over the girls' basketball program over at Boone. So he'll be
1: back around the area once again when they play Carroll High. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the text I got was...
0: I'll see you twice a year, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great to once again see Cole back here in the area once again. Also, I was writing, uh, uh, Brian Webb, there's a name from the past for you, former Kemper football coach and an outstanding coach. Yes. Uh, You know, he's a good guy, and uh, he had gone a couple places. He went to Cedar Rapids, I think it was. Yes, Cedar Rapids for a while, and then over to Sioux City. Sioux City East, he was the head football coach there, just recently decided he's making another shift. Uh, He is going to be an assistant coach at Des Moines Valley. So, yeah, still, big time
0: program around the state. Yeah, absolutely. And they're getting a good coach. Uh, did a terrific job in his short stint at Kemper and and then moved on. Young guy still. Um, I don't know if we probably early 40s at the oldest. I, the I can't oldest, remember I the age. But, yeah, he's probably. He was
1: incredibly you know, young when he took over the Kemper yes, program. Yes, he was. And yes. everybody kind of went. Uh, I think it went from Bob
0: Irwin to Brian Webb. Didn't it, went it? To, that, it went to Justin Penner was in Justin between Pennell those two. Too. Yep, And so. Justin was a young guy, too. Yes, he was. So. Yeah and uh, Justin win, won himself a state football championship two or three years ago now I can't remember completely off the top of my head but picked mm-hmm. one up here in the last couple of years so
1: yeah so some former coaches are uh, doing extremely well and I think that's kind of the maybe the launching point to get into the college area with Des Moines yep. Valley and some of that
0: yeah absolutely yeah I was kind of an interesting post when I read it that you know he's just ready to step away from being ahead right now and but still young enough that you know at some time point if he wants to you know take over an Another program again I'm sure he'll get that opportunity but uh, you know a great learning spot to be Mm -hmm. able to go to Valley and learn from you know some of the coaches they have on their staff you know because I guess I look at it you know even in our business learning every day uh, and trying to get better as a coach you're always learning and picking other coaches brains and and trying to better your craft.
1: I think Brian Webb was the, probably the most ripped coach I've ever seen in a while. Man, that dude was always in shape and uh, a big weightlifter, of course, and a big proponent of that.
0: Yeah, he he lifted hard, but he also ran. Um, there was a lot of times I'd be you know here at work heading off somewhere, and he'd be running down the street. You know, he he got four, five, six miles in probably every mm-hmm. day out on the you know out, out running. So.
1: Yeah, you get that one. See, so, a lot of coaches like they just they don't want the headaches, and hassles of being the head coach. Right. They want to they want to work with the kids. They want to do all that. But but the head coaching position comes with a lot of responsibilities that some people just don't want to deal
0: with. Yeah, and and I can understand maybe wanting a break. I I don't know oh, if yeah. people um, completely realize how much time behind the scenes that coaches put in. It's not just the time at practice. It's not just the time on game nights. Um, there's a lot of film study. There's a lot of breaking things down. Uh, a lot of time away from family if mm-hmm. you have it. I, I don't know, you know, I hate to put it this way, but you get a lot of parents that you know complain about coaches all the time and it's something that seems like that's probably never going to stop. But um, you know I, I don't know if, if they had to be put in the same position if you if you'd hear them saying some of the things that they say because it's not an easy Profession.
1: It's not. And uh, once you're in the offseason, you still got to be thinking about how yep. to do things in the next season, every little problem that comes up. So, uh, one of the coaching news and note we both got a text the other day from uh, Terry Kasperbauer. Yes. Uh, his son Casey, of course, went to the University of South Dakota, played basketball there, was an assistant on staff. Uh, there was recently a shakeup in that right. staff. Even though they had a great season, they changed head coaches. So, they bring in uh, Eric Peterson, a guy who was on Craig Smith's staff yep. when Casey played there. And uh, Casey still uh, was the only retention of the coaches yes. at USD. And Eric Peterson said uh, one of the smartest basketball players he has ever been around is Casey Casper Bauer.
0: Yeah, no, no surprise, and so glad to hear that uh, he's going to be staying there at USD mm-hmm. and a part of the new coaching staff. Uh, I think that was a, a great move uh, by them to keep him around. Yep, so uh, Casey's sticking around
1: there. And one more coaching nose that I have Brian Case. Brian (laughs) Brian, uh, officially announced on Facebook the other day that he is uh, old. Uh, Yeah, yes. He's posting pictures of his garden now, so he said that officially makes him old. So I just wanted to make sure we pointed that out this
0: morning. Yeah, I have to laugh at that because <laughs> Brian and I graduated uh, not at the same high school, but the same year from high mm-hmm. school, and uh, he was uh, he became a grandfather earlier this year, uh, and and I remember having a conversation with him when he told me that he was excited about that, and I'm like Brian, I there's no way I'm o- I'm not old enough to be a grandfather, <laughs> you know, and stuff, and he was so ready to be a grandfather, and it was. It's it's odd for me to know that people you know that I graduated same year of high school are, are now becoming grandparents. Yeah, he's so. a
1: grandfather now. He's got a garden. He's pretty soon be eating dinner like 4:30 in the afternoon. He My probably
0: yeah. already does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, What else? we got some signings from a whole bunch of kids. It's kind of the signing season right now. It
0: is. It is. uh, And and I'll try to run through. We've got four of them. Um, Yesterday, um, we did catch up with Ace Perrin. Some of these kids signed about a week or so ago. um, But with last week, with it being state track, we just kind of said, hey, we'll catch up with you the week after state track. So we're kind of starting to catch up with them. Uh, Ace Perrin uh, from uh, ESAC signed a run track up at Co. Alicia Thayer, uh, also of East Sac County, is heading to Morningside to play soccer. Uh, we will have an interview coming up later today. Brooke Juergens uh, of uh, East Sac County also is uh, signing uh, for a track uh, to run up at Morningside, and we're gonna catch up with her this morning. And then uh, Haley Duckett uh, from uh, Peyton Sherdan uh, is gonna be heading off to Ellsworth to play volleyball, and we've got an interview coming up with her tomorrow. So I've got Alicia coming up at around one o'clock this afternoon. Uh, uh, we've got Brooke Juergen scheduled for around 10 this morning. Tyler Bruner will catch that one in mm-hmm. case we're not done here. Um, so two more interviews coming up today and then uh, one more tomorrow. Uh, and we've got some other kids that have signed, just haven't been able to get uh, interviews set up with those. Yep. Alyssa Brant, one of those. Um, Shea Parkas, of course, we talked about last week, another one of those guys.
1: You know, all those are going to be available on the sports website, and it's so easy to find. Just by looking up the schools, you can find yep. exactly who has signed. Listen to those interviews. We don't play them all on the air, and we don't play them on the air, but right. uh, they're all available through that website. And again, boy, that was phenomenal for state track as we transition into that event. Uh, and and the first question on my mind when you covered track, I mean, it was you, it was Jeff Honold, it was Tyler Bruner, it was Nick Brinks, and uh, Jeff Storyahan. You know, you, you get pretty close after those guys. What's the most annoying habit that those guys have? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Forget about the track <laughs> results. When you, when, you, when you spend that amount of time with somebody,
0: you get, you get to know their personal habits. You know, we're not around each other that often. The weird thing probably could be, in a, and should I give names? Sure. what? It's not me. I yeah. don't care. Uh, uh, Nick and Tyler are perfectly fine with letting leftovers sit in the vehicle all day and then eating them later on. And Wrong. I, Yeah, I Wrong. just can't find myself doing that. But, uh, you know, it's not an annoying app, but it's just one of those that... Wow, I don't think I could get myself to do that. They've got younger digestive tracts. They do. You know,
1: that's just something as you get older, you just don't do. Yeah,
0: but uh, they're both really good at, you know, unlike me, the reason why I'm as heavy as I am is because if I order food at a restaurant, I tend to eat the plate empty. You know, that's the way I was raised, and that's part of my, you know, problem. But those guys.
1: I'm I'm part of the happy plate
0: generation as well. (laughs) Yes. But those guys are really good at, you know, the moment they're not hungry anymore, they, they they get the old to-go box, and then, you know, they'll put it in the refrigerator when we get back to the hotel, and then the next day, they'll take it to the State Track meet with us, and it sits out in the car all day, and they snack on it on the way back at the end of the day, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one, so yeah. we're, we're lucky they're still alive and still doing yes. their job without the, without the food poisoning going yes. on there, but State Track was phenomenal, the coverage, fantastic, uh, you guys did a fantastic job of getting results out, uh, getting videos Out And you and Jeff and Jeff were the ones doing that. Tyler had some of the clips from the audio and he's doing something special with that, isn't
0: he? Yeah, he posted it yesterday afternoon. Um, It's really kind of a cool thing. What we had Tyler do is he's got this neat little camera. I'll tell one funny story. I was standing a few feet away from some of the Carroll girls uh, relay team after they had finished an event the other day and I could hear two of them talking they're like yeah there's this guy kind of following us around peeking around corners with this <laughs> little thing that looks like a camera you know and he's tr- like he's trying to hide from us and and stuff and finally I walked over there and I'm laughing and I'm like girls he says, not to interrupt I wasn't eavesdropping but I says is he kind of a shorter guy with a really thick black beard and, and a baseball cap on and they're mm-hmm. like yeah do you know him and I'm like yeah that's Tyler Bruner, our assistant, he's shooting little video clips for us. And they <laughs> laughed and everything was cool then. But those same girls did some dance moves for him uh, that you'll see in the highlights awesome. uh,
1: and stuff. But uh, later on, but he wanted to capture like uh, just them being natural at the state track meeting.
0: Yeah, like that, absolutely. So, naturally. Yeah, so not just uh, he was putting out, you know, little video clips of the kids competing, but also of them getting warmed up, of them having little conversations, of them, you know, mm-hmm. stretching, just doing all of the things when they were checking in, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, he's got about a two-minute long 10-second, two-minute, 10-second long little video kind of montage of uh, some of the highlights that he put together yep. from down at the State Track awesome. Meet. And that's uh, really cool. Got some music in behind it uh, and stuff. So uh, that that's it's a really neat thing. Uh, I think it's gotten quite a bit of attention so far, and hopefully it'll get even more.
1: Yeah, it's always fun to get that little behind-the-scenes behind look at the State Track I Meet. Mean, you see all the kids competing, but you just don't see them in some of the down times and things like that. So, yeah, check out that video it's available sports.1380kcim.com.
0: Yes absolutely and then also go to Facebook or Twitter or or Instagram I even think uh, and just search Carol Broadcasting Sports Network and you'll be able to pull it up there as well.
1: All right. So now we got to get down to the big issue that was happening at the state track meet, and that was involving a relay team from Carroll High, the girls. Yes. Uh, you you explained this to me the other day, and it's kind of a you know inconceivable that how organized everything is at the state track meet, and they do a very good job. Um, most of the time, I guess, but this time was a major mess
0: up. Yeah, um, hard to really be real hard on him because man, that state track meet is is run so well. And I tip my cap to the people that do it. They put in a lot of time. Yeah. Those are long days. It's a monster of an event. It, it is, uh, and 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 somehow. They can run it 10 or 15 minutes ahead almost all of the time, and even when they had the award ceremony on Saturday and they fell about four or five minutes behind, by the end of the meet they're back to five, ten minutes back ahead. You know, mm-hmm. so that's how good of a meet they run. But I, I, I'm going to put it this way: I'm disappointed in adults. Uh, I'm disappointed in adults where where most of them are probably you know school administrators or you know school staff um, to not take some of the responsibility um, for what happened on Saturday that ended up costing four Carroll High girls uh, the opportunity to be able to compete at the state meet. Um, and place highly. Yes. So what what happened from what I've been able to gather, uh, and the state officials, of course, not going to say anything. So this is what you gather in talking to Carroll High, the kids and coaches and, and the people that were involved on their side. Um, what we do know as a fact is that three of the Carroll Runners were out on the track, and... Um, and ready to go Um, they had all four checked in Um, we do understand that one of the runners uh, the lead runner and I'm not going to use names um, one of the lead runner was placed instead of in the 3a heat was placed with the 4a kids Um, so when they put the heat that Carol was supposed to be running in out on the track uh, their first runner was not there um, I do know that the state called down to the staging area to ask if the Carroll first runner was there and they were not. Uh, part of the reason why they were not is, is if anybody's down at, been down at state track, you know that they walk some of the he different heats up the side of the track and you stand. So if you're heat one and heat three going from the next class and you're in heat one, you're standing just shy of the, you know, the start finish line, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff so that they can quickly get you out onto the track. That's one of the reasons why they run such a well-timed track meet. So they called down to the starting line and, and she was not there. So they went ahead and started the race. So the three other Carol girls are standing out on the track wondering, where's my runner? Why am I not getting a hand of? So they finally walked. Walked onto the infield, and some of the state officials caught up with them and had them go over to a a certain area. And they finally got all four of them there, and they gathered them, and the state did their little talking back and forth, and and figuring out what they were going to do. And they ended up DQing them. My problem with the whole thing is, is if you have nine kids staged in one area and seven in another area, and you got 15 to 20 adults, all with clipboards, all with who's supposed to be in what heat, standing around. In the staging area. If you can't tell that you've got seven in one and nine in another, that that's on the adults. Yeah. Um, that, that's somebody not paying enough attention to the job that they're supposed to be doing. That's the first check is how many yes. runners do
1: I have here? Okay, I have eight. Yeah. Let's make sure all the correct ones are here.
0: Number two, I talked with one of our area ADs um, and it's from a school um, that hosts an awful lot of track meets and does an outstanding job. They get regional track meets every year because of how well they run track meets. Um, They they contacted me, and then I called them on Saturday after the event happened and kind of told them what happened. And their comment was, that's completely on the state. Um, That's 100% on the state. When you run a meet, if there's three runners out and one runner not there, you you don't just call down to the staging area. You get it over the PA system. Hey, we need Carol's lead runner. You know, hey, where – Beans All-Four had checked in. She's somewhere. Mm -hmm. and and you don't run it. Um, To me, what they could have done and they did it later on, and I'll explain that in a moment. Um, they could have, once the 4A was done, they could have had Carol go out and run their own. Yeah, that's know, what I was lap. thinking in my yeah. head. Yeah. Would
1: that be a possibility? Well,
0: I d- never had seen that before until the end of the track meet. Um, whole different situation, and completely understand why they did this. They were running the boys 800 for 4A, and one of the runners punched another runner in the back of the head as they were running and knocked him down, and and he was unable to finish at that time. So they allowed allowed him at the end of the track meet to run his 800 timed and they held the results of that event until after he was done running if you could do it in that situation you can't tell me that you couldn't have found a way mm-hmm. to be able to make something work for carol
1: now especially with the organization like that okay that was we had everybody checked in we didn't have them assigned to the right area or right. told them to go to a certain
0: area and that was wrong yeah and, and I get it that, you know, they weren't out when they were supposed to be out, but there was adults that were part of the problem and part of the fault at that as well. Um, And from everything I've been able to gather, the state said this was all completely 100% Carol High's fault, and I completely 100% disagree. Mm -hmm. You have adults that have a job to do. You didn't do it. Take the responsibility of not having done your job exactly like, yeah I, when you know it's it's a madhouse and it is the,
1: it's not up to the kids to be organ- no.
0: to the or, to organize no. things
1: uh, it's up to the adults to make it clear here's where you're running here is your lane assignment yep. here is this you know they should have made an announcement saying uh, you know where we yeah.
0: so-and so we need you a call over the PA system yeah. hey we need Carol's lead runner at the start line where's Carol's lead runner there, there's mm-hmm. lots of lots of things you ha- literally she's standing halfway up the track with a knockout nine girls instead of eight, you know, waiting in, in the wrong heat, um, and, and, not of our own doing. Um, so, you know, that's my problem with it is, 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 you know, this state track meet, we've had issues before, um, in a whole different situation, but this meet is about the kids. It's not Mm -hmm. about the people running the meet. It's not about the coaches. It's not about anybody, the fans in the stands. This is an opportunity for kids to compete at a state level, and some of them may never get that opportunity again, and it was taken away from this group of kids and not Partially their own fault, but not fully of their own fault, and then for adults to not take their own responsibility for the mistake—that that's really, really disappointing to it me. Could, it could—it could have been
1: rectified. Uh, it would have been t- even though you're running a relay all on your own, you don't have the other runners yep. around you to gauge how fast you're going, and that's critical yep. in a relay race.
0: Well, the kid that ran the 800 by himself still finished in third. Uh, you know, mm. if you're capable of pushing yourself, um, yeah. you know, you're capable of, of of being able to maybe run a, a good time. And yeah, I agree with you. It's different when you got it's somebody pushing you, that or adrenaline. you're chasing you, or chasing them, or, or something. But at least for those four girls, they would have gotten that opportunity. Um, so you know, what was what was the compete.
1: reaction? Do you know what the reaction of them four girls?
0: Uh, yeah, we. Were, I was standing about ten or fifteen yards away. Um, Hannah Jorgensen, who was a senior, and it was her last event uh, in her high school athletic career. Um, pretty much cr- collapsed to the ground. Um, the other three girls immediately broke down and started hugging each other. And then Coach Christensen, who was on his way from the stands, because coaches aren't allowed on the field, got out mm-hmm. there and, and was, you know, kind of able to console them. But it was difficult trying to console them, oh, yeah. you know. Um, you've got young kids that just had something kind of taken away from them. Um, and, you know, it was, it was tough. Uh, I have not had a guy. I did have a conversation with Marie Day, who was part of that uh, race. She ran in the 800 later on and and, and did a great job finishing up third there I think or fourth and and, uh, just uh, ran a really good race but uh, you know for the rest of those kids they had to sit there the rest of the day having to deal with the fact that you know that happened
1: yeah that, and that's just it. You got to live with it after that, yep. and that—that's maybe the toughest part uh, for them coming up. So we're going to step aside, take a break real quick here from Rewind. Don't forget that uh, if you're looking for new flooring, you know you maybe had graduation party, you got all those relatives in and out of your house. Now it's time to change the flooring, right? <laughs> uh, once they've trampled everything in your house. Talk about uh, great carpets and great investments. Dream Weaver carpet. It is available through uh, Carol Lumber. They've got locations all around the area, so no matter where you live, whether it's uh, around the. Lake area, the Odebult area, Lakeview, Carroll. They've got locations in all those places. And again, they can get you the Dreamweaver carpet made with pure color technology, meaning it's dyed completely through. It won't wear as easily or bleach out from spot cleaning. What you're looking for is great quality in your investment in carpeting. So make it Dreamweaver with Carroll Lumber. Again, locations all around the area, Wall Lake, Lakeview, Odebult, and Carroll. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team.
0: Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at
1: 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind with our house band Bad authority. Nothing beats a little romping guitar action when, the, yeah. when you're talking
0: sports. Absolutely. On that, real quick, um, I had to laugh. I was, I was getting ready to interview and Hard after she finished third in the long jump for Carol High down at the state meet. And, you know, she said something about, you know, she has certain music that she has to play. And, and I said, mm-hmm. you know, can I ask what songs, you know, because there was one song, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue, <laughs> is her kind of her warm-up. She's episode. going old yes. school, man. Yeah, and I was like, so the funny part was I said, to her, I said, "That's kind of like my generation of music, mm-hmm. not your generation of music." And she goes, "Well, Netflix had like this, you know, feature story on on Motley that Crue." A Motley so, Crue documentary. Yeah, yeah. So she downloaded, you know, their their playlist and started listening to it. Uh, so to she before she watched the Netflix thing because she wanted to know something about their music before she watched it, and she fell in love with Kickstart My Heart. So that has become the song that she jams yeah. to as she's getting focused and ready to go.
1: Yeah, I remember before basketball games, I'd be sitting there and I'd be like playing old old time ACDC stuff yep. like that and I'm thinking hey that's my generation get your own
0: music man <laughs> <laughs> knock it off I'm okay with that because I at least know that stuff a little bit more I mean I, I it, know it some of rap. today's it does <laughs> I, I will say I had to laugh this is kind of funny and some people will probably think I'm weird but Tyler Bruner well, and I are well, well, everybody hello. already does but <laughs> Tyler Bruner and I are walking into the media area one day down at state track meet and there's this song blurring over the, the loudspeakers because it's before the event starts or you know the meet starts that morning and I'm like Oh, a little Black Pink this morning. And he looks at me and he goes, How? How do you know who Black Pink is? Because they're like one of today's, you know, hot bands or whatever and stuff. And I'm like, I know who Black Pink is. I'm, I'm up. I'm, yeah, I'm hip with the know, music today.
1: Just because we're, you know, not your age doesn't mean we don't know things. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any
0: clue who they are but you know yeah he goes you're as far from hip blankman as there can be uh
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going through my foo fighter stage right now so that's that's as up to date as i'm getting there Um uh, let's talk uh state golf maybe the greatest sports name ever maverick maverick yeah we got top gun maverick out in theaters coming yes. up this friday so
0: call sign maverick He's at the state tournament. He is. Maverick Schwabe doing a great job. Um, He'll be teeing off uh, here soon probably about a half an hour or so. Uh, Finished up yesterday uh, with a 74. Puts him five strokes uh, out of first place. Um, And and I know in talking with him, he's a young kid. We talked about this last week. Works extremely hard on his game. He's going to look at hole 10 and 11 uh, kind of as what pushed him deeper. He's tied for sixth right now coming into today. He'll get to play 18 more up at Coldwater. But uh, he double bogeyed 10, then bogeyed 11. So you take those three out, all of a sudden he's, you know, two, three shots out of yeah. first place and, and stuff. Now, I'm also one of those guys that realizes that if you went and talked to the guy that's sitting in first place right now, he's probably got a hole or two-two where he said, you know, if I'd, a, if I'd have done this different, I'd have done mm-hmm. that different, I'd still have, you know, a comfortable lead. But, um, you know, Maverick put himself, to me, put himself in position down, you know, by, to the leader by just five strokes. To have a shot at that individual state championship,
1: that you, all you want is a chance going to that yep. second day. You want to put yourself in position for that first day. And what year is he? He's just a sophomore. Wow! So and that's I, great experience. I mean, moving
0: forward, now he's got that opportunity. Still, yet this year though, that's yeah. fantastic. He needs to put on that red today. You know, it's it's Sunday. So the the you know, tiger red. The tiger red, and 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 go out there and you know intimidate a few of the guys on the golf course and pick up that championship today.
1: Alright, so that's uh, we'll be keeping close tabs on that for you. Yep. Uh, what else going on with postseason stuff?
0: Um, we've got uh, State Girls Golf going to be taking place starting Thursday and then finishing up in Friday. They'll be over at the American Legion Golf Course in Marshalltown for Class 1A. Um, we've got Kylie Powers from ICAM Manning and Addie Bell uh, from Glidden Ralston that will both uh, be competing in that uh, and have an opportunity, I think, both of them uh, to really uh, have a, an awful lot of success. And then Friday and Saturday, um, we We've got Samantha Tidgren from the Kemper Girls tennis team. Uh, she'll have her first-round matchup coming up on Friday, uh, all the way down at the University of Iowa Tennis Complex. It's the Class 1A singles. Uh, she'll open up with a Tess Payton of Fairfield in her opening-round match coming up again on uh, Friday. I don't know a time yet. They don't really have a time posted for those, so it's it's whenever a court becomes available um, mm-hmm. that they kind of get them out there. So, But uh, we wish everybody um, the best of luck. So. All right, so does that cover all the postseason so far? That covers all of the postseason. Soccer wrapped up, uh, I guess, uh, last week. Uh, All three of our boys' teams uh, fell. Um, On one day, the girls, uh, we lost Isak and uh, Kemper one day, and then on Friday, the Carroll High season uh, came to an end for the girls. The one thing that I have not been able to verify, um, I've reached out, um, had a couple of different people tell me that Jaden Kirsch, the Carroll goalie, for girls soccer broke the all time school record for saves in a career. Um, so um, trying to verify that, yeah. um, but uh, that, uh, that would be outstanding for that young lady because uh, she has done uh, just an absolutely tremendous job. Yeah, absolutely. So that that would be a fun record. I mean, that's a uh, yes. goalie
1: doesn't get much better than that. So also got baseball, softball season underway so far. Just a couple of games in. Again, uh, the early start from the coaches. What are you hearing from them?
0: Um, most of the things that I've heard from almost every coach that I've talked is is that they they, they feel not just because it's early in the season they're going to be much better later. Most of the programs they've been due to soccer, golf, tennis, and track still going on haven't had like full practices with everybody that's varsity-wise there. Um, Ryan Young, the uh, head coach for Carroll High last night, told me after the game that they had one hour um, prior to their first game this year, um, where they had all of what would be their varsity kids there for practice, so for one hour, wow. that's all they have. And they've played three games already, sitting 0-3, but they've been in all three games, um, kind of hurting themselves with some defensive miscues right now, and that's kind of cost them some base running issues. Uh, those are things that's that... that's early season. It's kind early things, season. If you act, but if you have more practice time with kids, some of that stuff kind of gets weeded out a little bit. So this this early start um, kind of impacting. Uh, maybe the quality of things here early in the year.
1: Yeah, it's, it's the pitching to me would be the the hardest part, and maybe yeah. they've been working with the pitchers. They've been for pitching. A while.
0: They've been throwing since February, so they're you know but the, the temperature too when it's 55 and windy and chilly and cloudy mm-hmm. um you, you, you know most people don't like games in the 90s but uh, you know when it's 90s as a pitcher it's pretty easy to keep the arm warm and yeah. you know the, when it's 55 it's a little harder to keep yourself warm
1: well especially when you're broadcasting you like it like 105 degrees Yes, like absolutely. some people we know
0: Terry Bauer agrees with me though he did <laughs> not he was not un, he was not real pleased with the cold temperatures last night either so.
1: yeah by the way I was I was talking about the state track meet And we went from 90 on Thursday to what, uh, maybe upper 60s on Friday Friday to maybe like the mid to low 50s on Saturday. Yeah, it
0: was low 60s at some point during Saturday, but um, it was definitely chilly. The the wind on Friday was cool, even when the sun popped out in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, If you got that wind out of the northeast, uh, it put a chill in you unless you were dressed for it. Um, And then Saturday was just kind of uncomfortably cool. Pretty much the whole day.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, man, I, I don't know how much stuff you had to pack to try to get three different, totally different weather days going down there. For I had one suitcase just full of uh, winter gear. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it right there. So. All right. That is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. Once again, catch a podcast of it available on the website through the mobile app anytime you want to re-listen the program or if you want to catch it a little bit later on. Again, that's 1380kcim.com or through the mobile app.